Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin, it's another week, therefore it's another episode. Today's episode, I sit down with DJ, producer, musician and now podcaster, Jody Harsh. We have a delightful natter. We talk about a band that we're both equally excited about, that have never, for some reason, been mentioned on almost 400 episodes of this podcast so uh, they get their first shout out today and uh, and it's a very welcome one so 400 episodes you heard me say there so if you're a new listener uh, I'm going to say welcome, 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 welcome. Uh, and once you've listened to today's chat with Jody, go explore them 400 episodes because I'm sure you'll find um, loads of people that you'll recognize and if you're interested in hearing about their their creative journey and the records that have been important along the way, then uh, then, then go dig in. I mean, we talk about a couple of artists on, on this podcast. Uh, I don't think they're song choices, but um, yeah, if you're interested, then I have had some amazing chats with um, artists such as Fatboy Slim, Rasheen Murphy. Uh, you can hear me talking to the likes of... Gosh, DJs, who have I had DJ-wise? Um, producers, Butch Vig, him of production fame for Nirvana, um, Sonic Youth, Smashing Pumpkins, obviously a member of Garbage. Um, you can hear me talking to indie raw, such as Suede, Sleaford Mods, Idols. Um, you can hear me talking to comedians, James Acaster, Ed Gamble, uh, Rich Wilson, Maisie Adam. Oh, there he's... There's just a a big bundle. I mean, actors, I've been so lucky. I've got to speak to Maxine Peake, uh, Amanda Abington, Joe Hartley, Thomas Turgoose, Michael Smiley. Oh, gosh. Loads, loads and loads and loads and loads and loads of all your favourite DJs, producers, comedians, actors. Go have a rummage in the archive because, like I say, there's 400 episodes. Go get stuck in. Anyway, if that's not enough, there is also a Patreon. Patreon's like, if, if you don't know, Patreon's like a, another little social media feed, really. And, uh, and each week I put up video episodes so you can watch all of the podcasts. You can get to see just how incredibly glamorous Jody looks today uh, over on my Patreon. Uh, so there's hundreds of episodes that have never been released over there. There's exclusive um, radio shows that I do where I play records and have a have an Essex Lispy Natter, uh, so you can go and check all of that out. Everything basically you need to know about the podcast, you've got a little a little one-stop shop, and that's the website, and it's off the beat and track. It's not beaten, 
offthebeachandtrackpodcast.com. A few thank yous. Um, biggest thanks always go to you, lovely lot, for listening and supporting. Uh, I'd also like to thank 76 for producing this podcast and big love to my my friend, uh, Scroobius Pip, uh, who allows this podcast to be part of the Distraction Pieces Network. And it is a lovely, lovely, lovely network. Go check that out because obviously the podfather himself, Scroobius Pip, his Distraction Pieces podcast lives there. Uh, the delightful Brett Goldstein's films to be buried with is over on that network amongst another huge family of lovely podcasters. So go check out the Distraction Pieces Network for all your pod content. Yeah, I think we can get on with it. Have I have I said everything I need to say? Sure I have. Yeah, let's move on with it. Okay, please enjoy today's episode of Off The Beat and Track Podcast with the delightful Jody Harsh. Right, I've got to take a quick break in this podcast because I've got some super exciting news. Off The Beat and Track Podcast is proud to go into partnership with the Cacao Bar from Hotel Chocolat. That's right. The cacao bar is not a chocolate bar. It's all the best bits of a chocolate bar put into a really exciting new alcoholic range. That's right. Gin, vodka, and a beautiful range of cream liqueurs. So one of the big bonuses of this partnership is obviously I'm super thrilled to have Hotel Chocolat working with us, but they sent me a great big box of this stuff. And I'm telling you, it's amazing. Go and check it out www.hotelchocolat.com or over on the socials at Hotel Chocolat. But yeah, in the coming months, there's going to be opportunities for you to get involved with competitions with us, to win bottles of stuff. There's loads of exciting things coming soon and I can't be more happy to say that this podcast is in partnership with the Cacao Bar from Hotel Chocolat. All right, let's get back to the podcast. It's Off The Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Keep me, Stu Whipping. Okay, we are recording. Jody Harsh, how are you? I'm really good, thank you. It's good to be here. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Well, look, before we start on um, your playlist, I want to ask you, sort of cast your, your mind back uh, a few months to to a point where the world seemed to stop turning for a, almost a couple of years. Yeah. And... and and like, like myself, that you know, we, we rely on the the nighttime economy to to pay the bills and things like that. Talk me through lockdown. How you found it personally and professionally? Well, I was in bed with COVID um, just before um, the first lockdown, um, and that was maybe maybe three or. F- about three weeks before the actual first lockdown came Love the fact you was even on tra- ahead of the trend with COVID. Always. <laughs> I was like OG. I was like that proper OG strain of COVID that was like really like that really hard strain. So I'm in bed really ill. My I just joined a new agency, just joined CAA. And they're literally all these shows that we put together, all these big live shows and DJ sets for like the whole of 2020. I was just getting cancellation emails every day. And I was like, oh my gosh, where's, um, when am I going to perform to a crowd again? Where's the money coming from? Where's the blah, 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 you know, blah, blah, blah. Like everything's shutting down. Everything's being canceled for every, for everyone. It's hard to sort of keep that perspective on, oh, this is actually happening to everyone when it's literally like, you know, so new and fresh and everything's leaving your own calendar. You're kind of like, I get this is happening for everyone, but 
the fuck am I going to do? Then, of course, as time went on, we just kind of adapted a little, you know, a little bit, did some stuff online, did whatever we could do. And then when everything started opening again in small ways, I did some of those sit down table of six. I have to to buy a scotch egg. Uh, You know, no one's allowed to dance. You all live together, right? All six of you are flatmates. You know, I did a bit of bit of that stuff. How was that? I mean, it's not what I signed up for when I became a DJ, but after the year that we'd been through together collectively or more than a year that we'd sort of just gone through, I mean, it's it was all we could really do and everyone was just happy to see people and listen to music loud and not just be dancing around the kitchen, but actually together again in sure. some kind of way. And so actually kind of lovely. I remember kind of tearing up a little bit Um in the first one I did, I sold my own show at Night Tales in East London. And it's the first time that I um, got to play like, some of my own tracks that had come out during lockdown and stuff like that. And just to see, sort of feel the energy of real people in the room yeah. rather than, you know, just my iPhone on a stand in my bedroom, you know, in front of some DJ decks. It was nice to actually be back together. So I think everyone was just happy to be out somewhere and, yeah. and venues were happy to be open and people were happy to see their friends and people wanted to support the nighttime economy and buy drinks and buy a fucking scotch egg, you know, and, and buy a ticket, you know, to a show and see a DJ. And um, so that it felt, it felt nice, but, but what, a, what a couple of years we've yeah, just had. Absolutely. I still can't even get my head around it. It's surreal, it's right? And it's it's like I'm aware that it's you know four, five, six months ago now, but I still like to kind of start the podcast by by asking guests about how it was because for musicians, yeah. DJs, producers, actors, whatever, their world stopped, like oh, their income yeah. stopped, and it was just yeah. a very fucking surreal and, and, and worrying yeah. time. I think yeah. initially it was, I think by our very nature, we just think. When something goes tits up in the world, it's like, oh, well, in a couple of weeks, it'll all be forgotten. And totally. it was like, and that weren't it the was case. Also, it was the not knowing. It was yeah. not knowing when shows are coming back. It was not knowing when, if fest- if and when. Was, yeah. You know, not knowing if that festival's going to happen for the thousands of people involved in yeah. it, plus the people that bought tickets. But, you know, uh, the the... It's just when we're going to be able to go back and do do what we do, and obviously we were the last people, the nighttime people, the last ones to come back. Um, yeah, it was really tough, and I still can't really get my head around it. But I've also, on a personal level, I've always worked quite well in the face of adversity. So you know, like recovering from COVID, I get out of bed and I'm like, right, we're in lockdown. What can I do? Yeah, I, I can make music. I can do live streams. I can do, you know, I was up for the the challenge because of everything that was taken away. So, um, and also felt like it was nice to give back a bit and, you know, try and entertain people with a live stream and, you know, in a a small way, but of course with music people, it helps people forget the realities of real, of real life and what's really going on. You know, you, everyone's always spoken about the escape that you can find in a song or, or a night out or whatever. So just to bring that into people's homes because we we couldn't have it in the real world was something that I thought I had to do and, um, and did do. So, well, I do, do I want to keep live streaming? Nope. (laughs) No. (laughs) But I do like the fact that, that, that creatives do, that that DIY ethos thrives yeah. when it has to. Um, yeah, people got so creative with it, didn't they? There was yeah. all sorts of stuff going on. So yeah, it was it was certainly a um, an interesting time. Right. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Yeah. Right, well, let's park that up because that's all done yeah. and hopefully never coming We're back. back. Out. We're back out. Uh, yeah. Okay, so um, I'm going to ask you to start your playlist, Jody, and I'm going to ask you, yeah. please, first to tell me the song that you regard as having the greatest ever intro, please. Okay, super queer culture vibe right now, straight into the top. Um, let's have a Kiki by the Scissor Sisters. Um, it's a phone call by Miss Animatronic, who um, it's basically, uh, it's, it's sort of like a phone call to a friend to invite them over for a Kiki, an after party after the club. And it's so New York and it's so attitude and it's so full of every like, New York queer underground culture slang word and I'm just completely obsessed with it it's so good I, I've got the acapella as well I play it in my set sometimes love it. I just I loved it I loved it tell me about intros as a, as a DJ so is there various intros for various locations and crowds or and and when you do select that intro track do you start big do you think right fucking grab them right from the off or do you kind of build them up um nowadays i play there's a remix of my house my my single that came out during lockdown actually um i i tend to start every set with that particular remix right now just because it builds in quite nicely and um it just feels right that i should it's kind of like my theme tune yeah so it so so i start with that basically yeah um but historically, I do something different each time. Tend to, if it's just a club DJ set, I'll, I'll just keep mixing in from the other DJ. Like I won't stop the music and yeah. start something broken down. I'll, I'll, I'll tend to like mix in. I think it's a bit more respectful yeah. when you take it over from another DJ. Yeah, but that's that's just me. That's just that's just me. Yeah. Okay. So. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, I'm going to take you back uh, for track two, and I'm going to yeah. ask you, please, Jodie, to tell me the first song you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you, please. So it's a Madonna song. It's Frozen. I, I loved Madonna when I was a kid, and um, I remember when Frozen came out and thinking, this is a game changer. Um, that William Orbit production, I think it's the, the thing that made my ears prick up is all those 
it's all those um obviously that's the great song but the the all the orchestral layers and all the sort all the all the counter melodies in there as well musically and it's and it's obviously she's a pop star it's a pop song but musically it's just so dark and orchestral and interesting and I was completely obsessed with it. And it had the video, the amazing video shot in the desert at night. And it was just every, on every, it ticked every box. Like yeah. it was interesting. It was very super musical. It was avant-garde in comparison to everything else that was in the charts, which was really kind of indie pop, I guess. Um, and um, it was just, it was a huge curveball for her as well as a, as a pop star, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so where was you then? Where was growing up? I was at school in Canterbury, in Kent. How was that? Um, yeah, that's where I grew up. Um, when I was uh, 14, I started going to school in London. So I'll be in London for the weekends, until the weekend, then I'll go back home. So, yeah. Tell me about the early early years in, in Canterbury. How was that growing up there? Boring. Couldn't wait to get out. Could not wait to... I felt as lovely as Canterbury is, and I go home and see my family quite a lot, and, and it's a lovely city, and it's really beautiful. But I just... I just wanted to be in London. I just wanted to get out of, I just wanted to run away. <laughs> I wish I often did, literally. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't wait just to be in, I, I was attracted to the bright lights in the big city and, you know, I wanted to be in Soho and I wanted to be around some proper grit and some, you know, interesting characters. And I felt Canterbury was a bit small, small town, small minded, yeah. maybe. Um, lovely place to grow up and I wouldn't change that, but I definitely wanted to, get to london yeah, yeah. okay just one more thing on the, the um the madonna track yeah pinpoint the emotion when you hear it what is that emotion introspective yeah. um yeah it's yeah i think it's that i don't know it's quite it's quite a sad song like, there's a lot of yearning in that song um there's a lot of like I don't know what the right emotion would be, though. It's just quite sad and dark and deep. Yeah. And it requires thoughts when you hear it. And that's also helped with with the amazing orchestral, yeah. all, the, all the strings and stuff like that. That kind of adds. William Orbit's so clever about, um, about how he puts together his music and the layers. There must be so many stems when he bounces down a project, I can't even begin to imagine. And so many interesting sound effects and stuff. I love it. I think Madonna's, I mean, she's fucking Madonna. She can do what she wants, I guess. But she's yeah. always just been on point when it comes to picking the right producers. As early back Absolutely. as Jellybean, right the way through. Totally, yeah. She's just really ahead of the curve with that. And she's always surrounded herself with, you know, even before she was doing music, when she was hanging out with, you know, um, all the artists in New York and, yeah. and Lee Haring and all these people before they were famous, yeah. you know. Um, and she's just been really good at, uh, working with very interesting people who are doing really interesting things and helping to commercialize them, which 100%. is what pop is. That's what pop is, right? So completely, it's. Yeah. Uh, I think you know, uh, uh, maybe young people looking at Madonna now from a distance, you know, would see her as this almost not disposable. I'd never use that word, but like just as a as a kind of another pop star. But I think certainly, me being the age I am, you know, growing up and and seeing the 
you know, the impact of Madonna drop when, yeah. you know, Lucky Star and, and, and uh, Like a Virgin dropped and that, and then to just watch that career just develop, develop, develop. And Actually. as, as yeah, and, as, and, and just literally pushing boundaries, but all the time. It's, totally. It's, I don't think people it's really brilliant realize. pop, though, throughout. Yeah, totally. Pop is commercialising something that's, that's um, it's commercialising art, isn't it? That, that is what pop is, I think. To me, anyway. So, um, she's she. I mean, she's the blueprint, Madonna. I think she's absolutely amazing. Kids probably don't get that today. They just sort of think, you know, I don't know. They grew up on Gaga and whatever, and Gaga's absolutely followed the Madonna mold. Um, and um, but yeah, people don't have to get it if they're from different generations. It's totally fine. Come I don't on. get Barbara Streisand. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like. But, you know, people older than me will be like, shit, I'm age. I'm like, well, that's that. and, you know, like, do you know what I mean? It's like, it's yeah. fine. It's fine. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The amount of people that, that I, I, I run a club in Essex called the Pink Toothbrush. And yeah. uh, and the amount of people that's been going for like 30 odd years, and the amount of people that, that, that come down that haven't been for 15 years going, yeah. well, it's, it's not as good now. And it's like, well, no, of course it's not. Because times change and the music yeah. that was important yeah. then to you isn't important to somebody 15 years younger than you right now it's just totally. yeah you know totally. right well, let's stay in the formative years jody and i'm going to ask you please to tell me the song that reminds you of your time at school please okay so i've picked king of my castle by the one do project yeah. it's like such a funny i remember i mean it, i guess it sort of almost feels like uh it's a bit it's not novelty it's actually quite good house record when you listen to it and listen to the musical parts but it was it was one of those um dance tracks that kind of i think it probably got into the top 20 or something it was, I it was, it was everywhere and and it was that little jolly top ride that must be the reason why i was absolutely everywhere this one summer and um, dance music was sort of finding itself in the charts. I was getting in, you know, my ears were pricking up. I was like, oh, okay, dance music. And um, and another another funny thing about this song is no one knew what she was singing. Yeah. Um, Free in my trussel. I did. That must be the reason why you're king of my castle. Must be the reason why you're free in my trapped soul. Freeing my true soul. Something threshold, something trusser. People, and I still, and I actually, I once Googled the lyrics of this song and pulled up a whole load of different results, and they all showed a different lyric. So, still, like, songlyrics.com was saying something totally different to, like, you know, poplyrics.net or whatever. Like, it's, it's still, no one knows what that fucking top line is saying. So, um, I also love a lot of the musical elements, the musical components. I love the little spacey sounds mm. and there's this random little flute that goes off in there. And yeah, I tend to like grasp onto those little sound effects and things when I listen to a record. So um, it's just an interesting dance record that crossed over and became a pop, a pop song. Absolutely. And and I, I went back when I got your list of songs, I went and listened to that and I'd not heard that for, for, for years. And, and my memory was, it was a bit novelty and I heard totally. it and yeah. I thought, you know yeah. what, this holds up. It's like, it yeah, is. It's a great song. It's like, a great record. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about school. How was it? Uh, I had great fake ID and I was hitting clubs every weekend from about 15 years old. School for me was hell, not from a, I was never really bullied, um, even though I was the 
ultra queer, like flamboyant, like performing kid. Was that um, in Canterbury or London, Jodie? Canterbury first, yeah. So I was how there. was that? It doesn't strike me as I don't live far from Canterbury, but it doesn't strike me right. as the most uh, forgiving uh, of, of, of cities. No, but I had I was hanging out with all the really rough cool girls. <laughs> Cool as in C-O-O-L, not, yeah. like, not cool girls down the street. <laughs> but like, well, them too, but, but you know, but I, 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 you know, my friends were like these tough girls that would like drink 2020 in the park, you know, and smoke B&H cigarettes. And yeah. like, you know, we, you know, they were all like shagging at the weekend. And they were all my mates. And so all the boys that would go and play football and stuff, they all, they all fancied those girls. So it's like ring of protection. And I was always like, I was funny and stuff. And I was like cracking jokes and playing up in class and stuff. So I had kind of a, a good ride at school. Um, but I was, I just wanted to get away because I was so bored of, I was just, it wasn't what I wanted to do. Doing a maths class followed by science. I was like, why are we learning? Why am I learning about, about science? Like I want to talk about pop culture and media studies and interest, you know, music class and things like that. I just found school so tedious and boring. I couldn't wait to get out. It was like, I was sort of, I was, you know, I was like destined to break away and get out of that sort of status quo. Did you know yeah. what you wanted to do? Yeah, yeah. I knew I wanted to do something in the arts. I knew there was something musical, something involving... I wanted to be an actor. Something involving fashion. Something involving, um, basically, culture. Yeah. And uh, when I was 14, luckily enough, my parents finally bent and let me go to a stage school in London. So I actually um, went to a, a... stage school in London and suddenly it was a little bit of academic studies in the morning and then in the afternoon after lunch it was ballet and singing and music and acting classes and and stuff like that and we'd go to auditions and things and um, that um, was exactly what I needed if I'd spent a couple more years in Canterbury I don't know my god can't imagine how I would have rebelled but it was exactly what I needed at exactly the right time. And then I was in London, so I'd start sneaking off to, like, clubs in Soho. Like, 15 with fake IDs. Terrible. Was you a confident but kid then? Very cocky as hell. Yeah. Nightmare. Yeah. What would you say to the 15-year-old you know? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, last one in the form of years, Jody. Tell me the yeah. first song you remember buying from a record shop. It's so funny. It's Naked by Louise. Mm. Great pop song, actually. Now, and the reason why this is um, worth talking about, it is a great song, but it had the most awesome remix package. I remember okay. buying the, C- the CD single. I remember it was 99p. I bought it in our price, RIP. And um, I remember putting it in and thinking, wow, there's like seven remixes on this package. They've reimagined the song so many times. And so, and that that was one of the things that got me hooked on, on dance music. Because I can't even remember who the remixes um, were by at this stage. But 
there were so many different versions of this song and so many like pumping dance remixes. I'm sure the thought behind all those remixes were for the gay clubs. Yeah. But I was like, obviously too young to even know about that stuff. So I just remember thinking, wow, this song's just reimagined again and again and again and again on this, on this. This is so cool. So that introduced me to the, the notion of remixes and um, that side of music. Um, I'll get back to, to record shops in a minute, but I'll just, yeah. obviously just... Uh asking you about confidence there i also want to ask um all of the 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 areas that you said that you was interested in working at you know yeah. whether that be fashion you know something within in, in in culture um confidence can get you so far yeah but all of them industries are so fucking tough and and yeah. djing is so competitive and yeah uh, yeah tell me about um your relationship with drive please jody well i've always had it um especially like i had a a really big falling out with my dad and i think that gave me an extra push to maybe prove him uh wrong or something in my head um maybe subconsciously but i've always had it i've always always had drive even since i was a little kid when i was sort of like planning out my week and like knowing that I was going to drama class on Saturday morning, first thing and blah, 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 when I'm like 11 at school, you yeah. know, like I've always, I've always been very like structured and driven and ambitious, I think as well. And, you know, I'd like bug my parents so much when I was younger to like take me to auditions so I could be a performer and, you know, the lead, lead role in a school play went, always went to me because and i and i would literally make sure of it i'd like talk to the teachers after after like you know a drama class just making sure that i was going to be the main part and stuff like so manipulative so funny but um was that to prove a point like you know you mentioned that you know that you had a falling out with your dad but also i mean it's a stupid question but i imagine you loved the attention I love the attention, but uh, but I just wanted to do well, and I wanted to just show, maybe it was show off, or I was just interested in it, and I wanted to do that as much as I possibly could. And if you were the lead role in a school play, you're on stage the most, and so you could literally, it was the most, you 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 could just have more time being creative or something. I don't know. I think I just wanted to just do everything. I just wanted to do loads of different things and wanted to just do everything. And, even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. 
Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. And have a really good time doing it, I think. What, what was the sort of first part of that journey when you got to London in regards to performance or DJing or music or fashion? What come first? Um... Parties and nightlife. I would work in clubs, dressed up. When I first started, uh, I went to university in London at 18. So that's when I started working in clubs. And then that led on to DJing. Yeah. 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 And then that led to making music. That led to writing songs. That led to you know, every, that led to doing bigger shows. It's, it's all kind of in this, like, in stages. Leading up to now where I do everything that I learned back then. Yeah. Have you still got the drive? Yeah, sometimes I'm knackered. <laughs> like sometimes I'm like, oh, I take really like I take as long a, a holiday as I possibly can and like yeah. one in January and one in the middle of the summer just just to sort of like have a complete breakaway. I do still have the drive and I think it's because I um I can switch it on and off. Yeah. I I'm really good at like switching everything off and just relaxing and if I go on holiday I'm not going to get the laptop out and make a tune yeah. or read a book about music production or or whatever. I switched completely off. And I think that's really important, like literally like a light switch. Yeah. And I think that's quite important for me to, to have re- remained driven and interested and engaged in what I do. Cause I love what I do. I love it. Yeah. Well, for somebody that, that was fake ID and, and in them at 15 up till yeah. probably last weekend, I'm curious to know what uh, the answer to this one's going to be. Um, Jodie, tell me the song that soundtrack your years in Clubland, please. Um, Lola's Theme by The Shapeshifters. Now, this was like, I started going out in about 2004. So this was um, the big tune at the moment. And it's it was that sort of funky house era. I was just starting university. And I remember this song was everywhere. Uh, like a few years before, King of My Castle was everywhere. There's now I was in clubs hearing this music on on big sound systems. Um, there was this club at um, at the end in London called Discotheque on a Thursday night, really popular gay club. I remember Janet Jackson went once, and that was like, you know, everyone was like, oh, Janet Jackson went to Discotheque, and uh, they always used to play this song there. Uh, it's a sample from a Johnny Taylor record, I think. Um, like an early, maybe like an early nineties R and B record. Um, and I just love this. I love that funky house sounds and it was felt a bit disco loads of compressed drums and stuff. And I just remember this, this song just felt so, this record just felt so nice and like luxury and it just, just the strings, you know, there were strings in there. Yeah. Yeah. Jody, tell me about, 
I'm I'm always interested to know with DJs. Um, for somebody that was DJing, at, you know, at a young age, and and has made that their their you know a big part of their yeah. their living for for yeah. for many years. Um, tell me, do you like to go clubbing, or now you've seen behind the curtain? Have you, do you feel yeah. like you've lost anything because you've been the other side of it? Yeah, I don't go clubbing that much because I am out so much. Sometimes I'll finish a show and then go to something else, go to another, go to someone else's party or something, or some other. I mean, last week I went to see Honey Dijon play at Coco, um, and that was quite rare for me. I don't hit the clubs that often when it's not for work, but that's mainly just because I work so much. Yeah. And it's quite sort of, when I do get a night off, which is quite rare, I will, you know, watch The Real House of Words of Beverly Hills on 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 my tv because yeah. to completely switch off like we we're just talking about how i like to switch off yeah um but i adore club culture i love being in it and i'm in it so much already yeah. that uh i don't you know get it's not like oh look i've got a random saturday night off what's what's happening where can i go out where can i go dancing i don't really do that yeah okay Very much. yeah track six jody i'm going to take you home and tell uh, and ask you please to tell me favourite song from an artist from your home county please so I had a little Google of artists from Kent and it showed me that Fatboy Slim was in there randomly I did not know that he was from Kent and uh, I always think of his his Brighton because I guess he's lived there all his Mm. life or something but apparently he was born in like Dartford or something in Kent so I'll go for him love Fatboy Slim love Norm Um, I I, um, that that album that blew up. Well, I thought, well, what was it called? The one it, I was a kid. We've when come it came a long out. way. Come a long way, baby. Yeah. That album, we were in that in my house. I loved it. I, I, the way he plays with samples, I think it's really clever. Um, he doesn't take it too seriously. He's super fun. Uh, he's and he just loves music. And he's like a walking encyclopedia of musical references and yeah. and you can obviously hear that because he samples so much amazing stuff and um so he's a great person to be from the same county as absolutely absolutely um he uh he, uh, he come on here about oh in lockdown and yeah uh, he was a guest he's great right oh mate it was so yeah. much so much fun and and uh, you know I'd, I'd had lindy on from uh like lindy Layton on a little while before that and just hearing their story and and you forget yeah. like that Normally, I had like probably the biggest fucking summer hit that year with Dubby Good to Me, and like totally, yeah. And and then that's without Pizza Man, that's without the House Martins, and just his whole thing is just yeah. like you know we talk about Madonna evolving and and kind yeah. of trying different things. Like never underestimate Norman Cook because Gaze yeah. is a fucking legit like yeah. pioneer. Now his, his kids are DJs as well. Yeah. So he's like, which I love. That's so cool. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Right, last last track, Jody, and you get yeah. to be um, taste maker, or uh, I believe the kids call it influencer now. <laughs> okay, uh, Jody, tell me a song that you think many people may not know that you would like them to hear. So, my favourite band of all time um, is Delight. Um, they represent so many things that I'm interested in and they're from that early 90s New York era that I'm completely obsessed with and I love all their music. Obviously, everyone knows uh, Groove is in the Heart. It's like a wedding tune now, isn't it? But uh, they have a track called ESP, which I just think is so sexy. I love the bass line. I think 
Delight are just, they're just eternally cool. Lady Miss Keir. Have Vogel. you ever met her? I haven't. I would love oh, to. mate, like... Oh. I was in love with her. Really? Oh my gosh. She was I mean, I would have been fifteen, sixteen when that record yeah. dropped. In that cat suit. Oh my god, she yeah, looked yeah, incredible. Yeah. The whole band looked yeah. fucking mad. It was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. They're just so cool. There's a really great film called Wigstock, which the whole thing's on YouTube. And it's a documentary about this festival that this drag queen called Lady Bunny put on a free festival in New York in the early nineties. And, uh, there's all sorts of, they basically follow the festival's production for a year. And then it culminates in the actual festival taking place. And there's, they show these musical performances by like a new up and coming queen. Who's got some little song and you know, her name's RuPaul and, and they've got D light come on and do a few songs. And one of them is, is ESP this song. It's so cool. It's really worth checking that out. But oh, I love them. I love their their catalogue is amazing. They obviously haven't made music for you know twenty eight years or something, but they're great. Their delights just they're just so cool. Yeah, absolutely. I think ESP was a single. I think it may yeah, even have been the follow was. up to Grooves in yeah. the Heart. Yeah, it's... I think I think you're right. Yeah, and I think there was a B side called Pussycat Meow. It was. Is, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Really great with loads of like meowing mm. in it and stuff. So and, like pussy 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 is so. <laughs> they was just so fabulous, and I think not everyone knows them for groovies in your heart. But it's like you dig a tiny little bit deeper, go a couple of tracks down on their Spotify, and you'll find some gems. Great bass lines, great music production. Yeah. Again, loads of samples. I think they had a whole album called Sample Sample Delic or something. And um, there are podcasts that you can find as well. I've listened to a few where. They um, someone breaks down all the tracks in. Um, oh really? In, 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 in the heart. Oh my god, grooving, grooves in the heart. There's about forty five different um, songs. You know, this tiny little one second loop of like a funk song, and then this little bit from this disco record, and this little bit from this old rap record. It's amazing how they put their music together. It's really yeah. cool. Oh, yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Right. So. We put together a Spotify playlist, Jody, so people can go and yeah. listen to all of the tracks that you've you've spoken about today. Oh, it's a mixed bag, isn't it? Yeah, it's Louise. a mixed bag from Louise. Louise to <laughs> the, the Wamadu Project to D-Light. It's so random. Sorry about that. Well, <laughs> it's so funny. So, Jody, clubs are back open. Um, yeah. The world is now wise to... To so much more stuff now. People have, have, have gone and got stuck into to music they've probably never listened to before over lockdown, discover podcasts yeah. they've never listened to, um, yeah. create stuff they've never created before. So yeah. now we're back and and lockdown is a is a, a thing of the past. Yeah. For the remainder of twenty twenty two, what are you looking forward to, Jody, personally, and what's going to be happening professionally? More music releases. Got a single coming out in July, mm-hmm. uh, just finished that. Uh, developed my live show, which is really cool. The visual side of things, we're just putting that to bed at the moment. That's pretty epic for festival stages and stuff. Um, Can you give us any little little uh, nuggets of gold there as what people could expect? Just like a really mad visual show. I really want to just, I love matching, I love marrying the visual side of what I do with the musical side. So um, the two things are kind of, like very important to me yeah so i I, and i just want to have like the one of the best visual shows out there of any dj i just i just feel like now i have the means to do it we're just just trying to develop things that are really i mean i'm not not quite eric prince level where i can have like a thing that makes a 3d hand go into the audience via this special technology or something but 
love to get to that place where I can do stuff like that. Yeah. But just making loads of really cool visual stuff. Yeah. Wonderful. Jody, it's been a real joy chatting records oh. with you, mate. Thank you so Thank you. much. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me on. Jody, if people want to keep up to speed with everything you're up to, where's the best place? At Jody Harsh on Instagram and Twitter and everywhere. I'm there. You can find me. Wonderful. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks loads, Jody. See you later. There you go. Thank you very much, Jody Harsh. Big love to D-Light. Absolutely. Finally, they get a shout out on the podcast. Um, yeah, great to chat to Jody. Um, some magnificent song choices. Uh, interesting life. You know, love hearing about people that are attracted to the bright lights of uh, of Soho and London at a young age and go up there and and just carve out a, a fascinating, exciting, and intriguing career for themselves. And uh, yeah, Jody's is wonderful. Uh, go check out Jody's new podcast. Well, season two's dropping now. Um, and, and Jody's had some guests that have been on this podcast. I mentioned a few at the beginning Norman Cook, uh, Rasheen Murphy. Um, go check out Jody's podcast. Uh, if you love your music, you'll love that podcast. Um, and yeah, go check out new music. And if you get a chance to go see Jody DJ, then go get involved. Right, I'm back next time. In the meantime, um, just be nice to each other and uh, and I love you lots. See you later. Bye-bye. It's Off The Beat & Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. You've me, Stu Whipping. Eat it,